When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A product of the Whisper Forge. Sound and story brought to life. You're listening to a parody that is not affiliated with or endorsed by Supergiant Games in any way. We're just big old nerds making improv fanfiction. Rogue Runners is rated R for pretty much everything you can find in Greek mythology. Violence, assault, self-harm, offensive language, insensitive humor, and intense themes. We encourage everyone to check out our show notes and transcripts on our website at whisperforge.org. Are you ready to run? Then welcome to Volume 1 in the Blood. You arrive in the shop room, so you see a casket with various wares laid out over it. I will tell you what those are now. So you can get a pomegranate for 75 obols. You can get 30 gemstones for 50 obols. You can get a centaur heart for 100 obols. You can get 50 darkness for 75 obols. You can get fries at a burger for 25 obols. You can get a chthonic key for 100 obols. And you can get a Daedalus hammer for 150 Also, there is a giant purple ferryman next to it. No! Caron's here! Hello, Caron! 25 obbles for a burger and fries? That's outrageous. Where are we, California? I I was going to say a movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) Um, how are you doing, friend? Hello? You wouldn't, I mean, you, you've seen the crazy stuff going on. You wouldn't be able to, you know, ferry us on out of here or anything. Okay, uh, make an insight check as he says. Ooh. That's a 16. It seems inscrutable to you. Okay. Well, I would like to roll an investigation to see if there's any money lying around the room. Oh, no. Okay, uh, roll. Yeah, please roll for it. A 17. You do not see any money lying around the room. Great. Except maybe, except maybe jangling in his many pockets. Ah, uh, uh, no. Don't. I'm not doing that. Don't. Well, Arate, you are quite stupid. I no. am. I am keeper of the purse here, and uh, we've got 120 obols to that spend. Little okay. sleight of hand, maybe. Alex. No, Alexander. I am a reformed thief. <laughs> I will not be doing that today. He is a gods-fearing Grecian. I see. Hello, Arate. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I, I, was, I meant like a Thieves Anonymous. Oh. Like a reformed uh-huh. thieves. <laughs> Who does a sorcerer have to kill to get a nice puffin around here? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you eat puffin? You know, a puffin, it's a flightless bird. 
No, it can fly. It can? Can they? Yes. Oh. We could get a pomegranate and a burger. And then if there's something else that's worth 20 apples, we could get that as well. Meanwhile, the other two Olympiads have broken out of the underworld and are now ah. living <laughs> fulfilling lives. Ah. <laughs> burger! We're still deciding what to order at the, Wendy's. The, the Titans just eat us alive. Yeah. Let's get the burger. Look, yeah, we can. I, I definitely think the burger is a wise choice. Um, problem is, of course. But it's for one person. The, yeah. Who's like in the worst shape? I think Arate and I are both um, in the same. We're both sitting pretty at 18. <laughs> that's pretty rough, bros. I know. Out of 79, that's that's not very cute. That's kind of cute. So I'll, I'll turn to him and I'll go, uh, one pomegranate, please. And I hand over 75 of the obelisks. He collects the obels and the pomegranate floats over to him. Thank you. Uh, make an insight check. You offended him. No, that was, that was, I was supposed to be saying thank you back. Just, you know, I promised it was a friendly. It was a friendly. <laughs> it seemed like you were making fun of his speech impediment. No, it's a 29. It's a 29. <laughs> well, then now you know for sure. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, Karen, I'm sorry. Karen, that's not what I meant. I just, I was trying to, you know, I, I'm sorry. That wasn't my intention. Jeez, Annie, be a little sensitive. Shut up, Rolf. I, uh, Karen, I have a question. Um, are you looking to franchise? Can I, I see a, I see a great opportunity <laughs> for you here. Um, if we can per- perhaps take the last of our ovals and invest in a franchise, um, I think we'll both <laughs> see. Can I buy Caron stock? <laughs> uh, make, make an insight check. That was a groan of confusion, I believe. Oh, my insight. <laughs> my check was a four. Okay, this, this becomes just like a simulator for like profit in the underworld. It's like a tycoon game essentially. Rolf starts running the numbers and he just says, Caron to the moon. <laughs> we must keep our diamond hands on this stock. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, with, with a four, you are not able to make out his answer. But if if we don't invest in the Caron stock, how will we ever get our tendies? Okay, okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, Adonis has found a wife and has, has children. Uh, <laughs> They have grown old and died and come to the underworld. All right, shall we divide up this delicious palm? I think we shall. All right, what boon do you want to power up? I think Ares. Um, the auto injector is obviously not. Actually, tell me if this is an interesting use of the palm. What about the pomegranate, like refilling the auto injector? Yes. What do you think about that? Yes, that would. Probably. I like yes. it. Yes. Okay, it doesn't power it up, though. It just brings it back. It just brings it back. What are your thoughts on that? I would be inclined to go with that, yes. Okay, then let's do that. Hephaestus is the fucking shit, dude. God has spoken. Oh, that is not me. That is not me telling you what to do. I'm just like, damn, I thought of a cool thing. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hephaestus it is. Hephaestus, I give you this palm. You hear this kind of like bubbling noise as your adrenaline auto injectors suddenly refill when you consume the pomegranate. They fill up with like palm juice. Like it has the, like, the P and then the heart and then the M. <laughs> The, the syringe changes shape <laughs> yeah. to the to the little spherical bottle. That, yeah, that, those like yeah. weird like butt plug bottles. 
<laughs> that they've got. And then in very small letters, it says not a sponsor. <laughs> also, not real pomegranate juice. We still have 45 obels to spend if we want it. I think the only thing we can afford is the food, yes? Kids meal for the child, yes? Hey! Yes, I, I, I think so. All right, uh, eat up. Caron, do we get a little doll with it? Let's say of you, maybe? Um, so for 50 obels, you can do a happy meal, but unfortunately, <laughs> you were you're just what? short, and it comes God with a little damn toy. It. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> A Haiti meal? Yeah, <laughs> I like that. All right. How much blood do I have to sacrifice? Everything. <laughs> Suddenly he says the first word he's ever spoken. All right, so 25 ovals for a lovely burger and fries. All right, yeah, so you you get the burger and fries. Please subtract that from your obel count. I have done so. So who's eating it? The child. Okay. Do you mind if I just smell the fries? Um. That's extra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got 80 calories from the smell alone. Yeah, they're like really, really good fries. Like, they're clearly like reusing the oil that they used for the chicken tenders. Ooh, yeah. You can like smell the sodium coming off of them. I feel myself growing yeah. stronger. Uh, hold on, hold on. This isn't Popeyes. It's just Mickey D's. It's just Mickey D's. Ha <laughs> ha. Hey, Mickey D's. It's McHades. Ba, 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 ba. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I get it. That was good. <laughs> Everyone just said, fuck you. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm fired. <laughs> and Arete is the hamburglar. As Annie goes to take the last bite of her burger, Arete just, after hearing the hamburglar bit, just reaches over and just pulls it from her mouth just before she's able to eat it and eats it himself. <laughs> Um, well, Caron, it was a pleasure to see you. Please think about the franchising opportunity I brought up, and uh, we'll get back to you next time with our offer. Uh, make an insight check. Ugh, a seven. Okay, it, it seems inscrutable to you. Thanks, and Arete will head towards the door and wait patiently for the rest of the Olympiad. Thank you for the food, Caron. <sighs> Very yummy. Also, uh, you have two choices uh, when you're exiting. You have a gate which has obbles on it, and a gate which has a pomegranate on it. Pama 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 pamelia. You, you. Um, Annie, are you working on a new composition? I think your infernal arm is out of tune. There, you need to. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Back <laughs> up, uh -oh. buddy. Uh oh, I'm going in the portal. <laughs> <laughs> palm it up, and Annie's gonna smack that palm. And Arete's hand was up, so when she said "smack that palm," she she smacked Arete's hand. Oh my God! Can I please go in the portal? <laughs> we are all jokes today. Ah! Ah! Do it already, then I can go in. Annie was like, to, yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah, to, yeah, the gate. Yeah, all right, yeah, the I gate not? slides up. You smell a pomegranate through the gate. I dive in. <laughs> in ten points. Oh, wow, Alexander is the first. That has never happened. Arete smelling the the scent of the pomegranate as as the as the... <laughs> As the scent <laughs> of the gross. pomegranate wafts towards him, he sees a finger um, form uh, where the smoke and uh, of the smell of the pomegranate is beckoning him into the portal, and he is levitated off the ground as he's dragged into the portal by the beckoning smell of the pomegranate. 
what okay. fucking pomegranate it smells like a baked pie that that does that. He's trying to manifest like a super pomegranate and it's not gonna happen. Uh, what did the rest of you do? Um, Rolf puts his heels on and walks. Yeah, it's a competition now. Every time you have, go through a gate, it has to be like more outrageous. <laughs> Rolf says, "Keep it tight, Caron, baby," and uh, finger guns as he walks into the category is <laughs> into the portal. Realness. Three episodes. <laughs> Three episodes from now, everybody's gonna be voguing in the portal. <laughs> it's like a fucking axe commercial where now everybody has to vogue oh, through the portal. <sighs> Sorry, Annie, what's up with you? Annie's gonna look at the portal and then look back at Charon, gag a little bit. What? And then vomit. What? And then vomit. What? And then she's gonna say, oh, you just. I'm I'm a vegetarian, I'm sorry. You just threw up your whole Happy Meal. And then she's gonna jump into the portal. Oh my god. Keep all your health. <laughs> that is truly wild. Everybody's improv game is so on another level today. All right. Thank you! You all, all right, you all went in the portal eventually. Uh, you find yourself in a room, like many in Tartarus, where three walls are fairly normal cracked green tile. However, one dimension of it, so the fourth wall instead, is a very, very long staircase <gasps> that is shattered by a massive boulder which has rolled all the way to the bottom of it. And at it stands a very bulky sandy blonde man with a giant shackle around his waist and around his massive arms. And he kind of just stands with his hands on his hips squarely with his feet wide apart, very proudly at this boulder that has rolled all the way down. Nick, it's you in college. Sisyphus, oh, my boy, how are you? Oh, hello, young Master Rolf. Ah, pleasure to see you. How's Boldy? Oh, he's doing pretty well these days. You know, keeping himself rather spherical. Friends, have you all, have you all had the pleasure to meet Sisyphus? Have you met this man? Being from where you hail from? Yeah, Sisyphus and I go way back, isn't that right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and. <laughs> and it was great. I, uh, I believe I've heard tell of you, Sisyphus, but I have not had the pleasure of meeting you in person before, so, uh, hello. Oh, well, it's a right pleasure to make your acquaintance. Well, it's a, it's a left pleasure to make yours. You hear an unsettling chuckle from the boulder. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hi, Sisyphus. Hello. Hello, Annie. Oh, and who might this person be? This guy. This guy. This guy's Alex. <laughs> Alex, Sisyphus. Sisyphus, Alex. I feel like you two are uh, yes. tall and kind of uh, brooding. I think you might get along a little bit. Oh, I'd hate for you to think that I'm the brooding type. Well, you know, sometimes it's it's I don't think it's I don't think it's intentional. I think sometimes it's just your face. But that's uh, that's okay. Uh okay. You just have one of those faces. <laughs> I have to admit given your situation, I would assume your attitude would be much more sour, but uh, you seem to be doing all right. Oh, well, what would you say is my situation, young master? 
Well, every all your efforts are for naught every day. You do the same thing over and over and... Sounds familiar. <laughs> as Arete kind of just stares into the medium distance as he thinks about all the times that they've died recently. Well, you know, every single time I push this boulder up, it's just a tiny bit different than the time before it. Explain. Well... Explain! Explain! <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's... Uh, Quite a bit more dangerous than I would like. Sometimes I find myself starting over feeling really frustrated or just wanting to stab someone. But I don't. And you know, that, that's a sign of a great person not acting on those urges. And you know, we can all learn a little something from that, I think. Some days it's really hot. Other days it's really, really cold, like it was just a little while ago. Other times, various deities like to visit me and give me their boons, though not often. I think they don't like me very much. You know, Sisyphus, when I first met you, when I first arrived... Oh, yes. Why don't you remind me of that time? Because I actually <laughs> am having trouble remembering. Oh, <laughs> I, I understand. You, you must see a lot of people passing through here. You see, before I found my place in the House of Hades, in the lounge, I was kind of lost in the, uh, the bowels of Tartarus for a very brief period. And I remember I met you, and much like Alexander, I, I didn't quite understand how you could have such a positive disposition given your... Your endless task, but you know, given the recent events, I, I kind of, I've come to appreciate your positive outlook, um, and I want to thank you for giving me uh, that wisdom, which took me time to accept. And I'm happy that my punishment was of some edification for you, my prince, but uh, I should let you know that um, this is no endless task whatsoever. I choose to do it. Lord Zagreus freed me many years ago, but I choose to stay here. Oh, really? Interesting. Mm. And why is that? Well, sometimes, even if other people decide that you're no longer responsible for something, it doesn't mean that you're not. And this is a way for me to meditate on that and reflect on it and keep bettering myself. You feel you still deserve the punishment? Hmm, that's a really good question. Does anybody ever stop deserving it? I'd assume at some point, once that punishment is served after a certain time... How long is that? I suppose how long you think it should go on for. Is it up to me? It could, depending on your morality if you think you've done wrong and you deserve to be punished. I think frequently people are punished by a jury of their peers. Do you always let people decide punishments for themselves or let their peers do it? You know, these are all very deep philosophical questions and I, I'm not sure I have all the answers, but to take a stab at it, so to speak. Um, and he stabs sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more about the um, the reformation of one's character that you find along the way and the the deep philosophical mysteries that we learn about each other um, in the times that we are together. Let me ask you this question. If you all had all eternity to do anything you wanted, what would it be? I think I'd say watch Netflix because there are so many things on there that I just feel I would need an eternity to get through it all. Well, surely I would do something else. I would be bored of the same task over and over. Well... Lord Zagreus has given me the freedom to choose what I want to do with my eternity. Are you free to do what you want to do with your eternity? Not, not entirely, but I, I have more choices than a single task. And if I were in your shoes, if there was no shackles metaphorically and physically, I don't think I would be pushing that boulder up every day. Hmm. Make an insight check. I rolled a 19. I, I got 15. Rolf got... 15 as well. <laughs> Who got the 19? Arete. It is very, very hard to perceive this because Sisyphus is um, actually 
kind of um, unflaggingly earnest and cheerful most of the time, but you get the vaguest sense that he's actually quite disappointed in your answer. Well, uh, I hope you do well on your journey wherever it takes you and find something to do with that eternity. Why don't I help you along the way? Care for some darkness, some obbles, or perhaps a little healing? <gasps> we were actually expecting a pomegranate. <laughs> oh, that's just over there. He points to the pomegranate. Ah, wait. Wonderful. Not to be ungrateful. I'd love some healing. Yeah, I, um, would we, I don't want to sound greedy or anything, but would we be able to accept, um, both the palm and your, uh, uh, gift? That palm just appeared there. I had nothing to do with it, so it's all yours as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Would you like some? No, thanks. Okay. I think the prisons that we mostly create are prisons of the mind that we kind of create for ourselves. We... We trap ourselves in, in, in our own thoughts a lot of the time, and prisons are our own creation are far more damaging to our soul and spirit than any sort of prison that could be created by others. Sisyphus uh, places his one large, massive hand on the boulder, and he looks at it lovingly, and he says, Whatever you decide to do with your freedom, I hope you do actually spend it with your longest and most beloved friend, like I've been lucky to do. Oh, that's so sweet. Now it's all coming together. I, I suppose I must ask, besides um, Boldy, of course, I, I of course agree that, you know, we as people kind of inherently do harm to each other at one time or another, and certainly um, there can be a sense of uh, retribution, maybe, in, in the idea of punishment. But, for example, in your case, right, um, the idea of this reflection, I think, is a very powerful thing for one to explore and undertake. But at, at what point... Um, yeah, and it's not to say, of course, you can change your mind. I, you, but at the moment, since you've chosen to stay here, at what point does the self-reflection um, diminish in returns? Right? I don't know that you can ever become undeserving of the punishment you've been given, but when it's served its purpose, perhaps you can produce a greater good uh, at large by applying what you have learned and, and trying to help others. Of course, it's hard to help others if you've not helped yourself, but it seems to me like you've certainly grown quite wise. Well, Master Rolf, I think your idea of punishment is something that pulls you away from however you were living before and is eventually something that you return to. What I would suggest to you is that perhaps punishment introduces a new way of living altogether. Hmm. I do love these chats. Lord Zagreus used to come through here all the time, and for a very long time he was the only company I had. You know, besides the Furies and their whips, of course. I don't know what you'll find ahead, but I assure you it will be very punishing whether you deserve it or not. So I hope you manage to find some satisfaction in it regardless. Wow. Yep, yep. I have no doubt that you are right. Um, Obbles? Darkness? Healing? I, th I think some healing would help reduce the, uh, the harsher effects of the punishment. Yes, please. He reaches into his pockets and pulls out four vials with a dark red liquid in them and offers them to you. And I take one of the vials. Why, thank you very much. You're very welcome. I assume there's like a stopper in it, so Arete will pop the stopper and say, bottoms up. And he's gonna do the same. Yep, same. Opa. <laughs> Uh, everybody restores uh, 15 hit points. Yay! Sis of this, my boy! Feeling good. I'm feeling great. Like I should. 
Well, I'd best get back to my old friend then. Take care. And then he starts pushing the massive boulder up. And uh, everybody make a perception check. Five. A three. Uh, a 12. 21. Wow. Alexander, as Sisyphus pushes this boulder and begins rolling it up the shattered steps, you see along the various cracks and lines and holes and small craters in the boulder, you make out something that you are almost certain is like an arrangement of holes and grooves in the shape of a small face. <sighs> and then, uh, yep, he's just rolling up. I hate to see him go. I hate to see them go. But I love to watch him bleed. We love to watch him walk away. <laughs> His dummy thick buttocks are clenching as he pushes this boulder. <laughs> More like thick of this, am I right? Um... Sisyphic. <laughs> Rete blushes and looks away and... Crazy seeing three boulders going up a hill. <laughs> That's funny. Arete, after turning away um, while blushing, will rush to the palm, pull out his dagger, and uh, chop it into four and hand out the pieces to everyone. Thank you. And he's going to grab it. Ares is now a, a heroic level boon. You see a singular portal with a golden feather on it. It slides up and there is a portal in front of you. And he walks into the portal. Rolfa falls, but he falls into the portal. Rete kind of just falls backward. And Alexander will pogo on his sword into the portal. I love that. Okay, uh, Alexander uh, gets inspiration. You arrive in a chamber that seems to be in progress. So you know how like every time you kind of go into a chamber, it's always like a new chamber. Mm -hmm. This one seems to be a chamber that's like already in the middle of going. Oh. So what you see is you see that survival sundial in the middle again. You see a bunch of wretched shades attacking somebody in the center of the room. You can't get a very good view at him because the things that are surrounding him are wretched gentry, so they're really big. So you can't really see what he looks like a whole lot yet. But uh, but you get kind of get glimpses as these things are beating up on. What do you do? Whose turn is it? Well, if you want to jump in and fight, you can roll initiative. Uh, I, I'm, I definitely, I want to cast Thunder Wave uh, carefully and try and clear up whoever's in the center. So, okay, so then we will roll initiative. Basically, I wanted to make sure that you want to actually get involved in this, because if you wanted to say, you know, we made it out, then you could also wait it out. That would be really cruel to that poor person, and well, we're not cruel, right, guys? And Arete kind of looks at everybody like, are we? Is this what we want? <laughs> we also don't know who it is in the middle, technically. What if it's Zacharias? Do we see any of the witches? <laughs> uh, no. Okay, great. <laughs> then I'm fine with jumping into the fray. Are we rolling initiative, team? Yeah, I think so. Alrighty. Oh, wow. <laughs> I rolled a natural 20. That's nice. Uh, 22 for Arete's initiative. And he got a 22, too. Nine for roll. Five. All right, we begin with Annie. Yeah! You see eight wretched gentry in the middle of the room. Oh, eight? Yes. I'll make a perception check to try and figure out who's in the middle so I can at least tell the rest of the group. Okay. That's an eight. You see some really cool looking armor, but uh, it's hard to otherwise make out much with the wretched gentry in the way. What you do recognize about the armor is it seems kind of a little more futuristic, so kind of more like the armor that you saw in like Hephaestus's like atelier a little bit. It's Buzz Lightyear! From what I can tell, the person in the middle is wearing some kind of armor, looks a little 
advanced or I don't I've never really seen anything like it so I really can't place that at the moment so I've drawn Lavoie sneak up behind one of the wretched gentries and I'm going to stab one in the beak okay and as I do so I whisper Ares aid this conquest nice 34 damage (sighs) so you manage to stab into one and then you feel the needles in your hilt kind of press into your palm a little bit and you feel a tiny little bit of pain but not enough to do damage but then the doll glows and also the retro gentry next to it also gets hit. So you hit one retro gentry, but two of them are taken. And then I will use my bonus action to dash Poseidon, aid my feet. And as Arete goes to sprint at one of the nearby gentry, a wave crests and it carries him, pushing the gentry away from the poor soul that is in the middle. Hopefully that is what occurs, but we'll see what the DM allows. (laughs) All right, Uh, so you managed to shove away two of the wretched gentry. So they've been pushed off about 10 feet. Nice. Six of them are going to attempt to kill the man in the middle. Whoa, he is shit. They rolled really well, actually. So four of them do land heads, and they're they're going. (laughs) And they're all just smashing with their goblets and dinnerware at this man in the middle. They do a total of 20 damage. Now it is the man in the middle's turn. And you hear a voice. It, it sounds almost like um, like it's like through like a filter or under like a helmet or something. And it, it shouts, "Get back!" And he is going to swing a giant lance in a circle around him. He gets a twenty-eight. All six of them are going to take eighteen damage each, which wipes out all of the wretched gentry. So at this moment in time, there are no wretched gentry and you all have a clear view of who's in the middle. So you see a man in this like very like futuristic looking plate armor, but it seems to be like plate, but also like woven with cloth in like certain places. This kind of like tactical weaving, so to speak. And he has this helmet that instead of like any like space for like a face, you just see like a sleek black visor over it. And you see little runes inside the visor, like lighting up on it, kind of like a holographic display. Display. So he is swinging that giant lance. He's just wiped out a bunch of wretched gentry. And you also now have a view of the sundial in the middle, which shows two. And Rolf, it is your turn. Well, he's not the Mandalorian. Maybe he's Daft Punk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hail, friend. My name is Rolf. Who are you? Who I was doesn't matter. I am now a servant of Hephaestus. Oh, very cool. Tell him we, we, we have... We have, we're with Hephaestus. Uh, we, we are friends of Hephaestus. We have his aid. Look, and I point to the auto injector. Uh, he nods. That's about the most you can do on the six <laughs> seconds of your turn. Okay. Do you do anything else, like action-wise? I'm just gonna ready acid splash. Can I, I guess I'm just gonna Poseidon dash in a circle around him. <laughs> All right. So give You're going dash, 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 dash in a circle around him for fun. No, to keep my AC up like during their next turn. Okay, that's fair. So you're, like, riding that wave around. At this moment, the sundial ticks down to the one position, and eight wretched gentry appear immediately surrounding the man again. Does that trigger my spell? Yes, it does. So you're using your reaction to cast Acid Splash? Yes. You need to roll a dexterity saving throw. I would like to use a blood crystal as well to raise that DC for you. 
uh, which brings it to a 20 dexterity. Okay, uh, I'm not even going to bother rolling. It's literally impossible for Wretched Gentry to do it, so... Great. Uh, so they are going to take 2d6 plus 4d6. I'm going to call upon my my best buddy Dionysus to apply some hangover as well. So they're going to take 28 acid damage, two of them. All right, you acid splash these two wretched gentry, and the acid splash is so powerful that the blood crystal actually shatters around them and actually gets two more wretched gentry. Woo! So you have wiped out a total of four wretched gentry in a single cast. Thank you, Ares. Ah, so now that Rolf has wiped out and kind of made a bit of an uh, like uh, an entrance to our friend, our Hephaestus buddy, Annie would like to stand with him and cast Thunder Wave outward. Okay, uh, they fail. Annie's gonna call to Ares and ask for a blessing and Dionysus for that step, step, step. That is 25 damage. All right, you instantly wipe out all remaining four wretched gentry. You blast them away. Nice work. Hey, uh, hey man, what's your name? I'm, uh, I'm Arete. I am the champion of Hephaestus. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty cool, bro. And I, uh, <laughs> I roll an investigation <laughs> to <laughs> see if I can uh, figure out anything. And it's a 10, so I probably don't. It is some really nicely fitting armor. The armor is, like, in the shape of his abs. It's, like, really sleek. Arete blushes and, uh, <laughs> noticing the armor. And, and, uh, Arete will just go ahead and move to be next to the man and Annie. It is the champion of Hephaestus' turn. He is going to hold out his lance and you see the lance, it's kind of like a telescopic lance, so like like more parts of it are like sliding out from inside of it and lengthening and he stabs it onto the ground and he leaps off of it like he uses it like a pole vault almost and he leaps up super super high into the air just like into the blackness of Tartarus. Rolf it is your turn. Goodbye! I'm going to ready acid splash again. Okay, uh, Alexander? Just gonna keep sprinting around the must protect with aura. The sundial ticks down to the zero position and eight wretched gentry appear again in the middle. <laughs> hey, jelly boys! I hope you like acid. Okay, you made it weird. It's just it's just part of the human anatomy. I don't think it's that weird. Acid, just say acid. All right, they take a total of 17 acid damage, two of them. So you wipe out two wretched gentry with this acid. It splashes onto the... Oh! <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ares, again. Standing on the sundial, Annie would like to cast Thunderclap, and she would like to use Resonata Conduit of the Muth, and that's going to be another constitution saving throw. All right, I got a five. Yeah! This is so exciting. Yeah, clap those thunder cheeks. Uh. Oh, Arete, you made it weird too. Okay, so Annie's going to do... That's 2d6 normally, but Annie once again is going to call on Ares for that blessing so that she can up that damage die. And on top of that, I can add an extra die because of the Resonata. I think you guys could just like like beat the entire rest of the game with these rolls. Here's hoping. That is 27 thunder damage. To all six of them, right? Yep. Resonata, the leaves and the vines on it kind of all become like really like straight and narrow for a moment as this thunderclap resonates throughout. And all six of the wretched gentry explode. They are all gone. Yeah! Arete, it is your turn. Okay. Arete is going to kind of stare up into the darkness where the guy disappeared to and he's going to go, uh, hey... Uh, you wanna 
Wanna come on back down and we can have a nice little chat? I, uh, I think, I'm, I'm sure you didn't necessarily need our help, but we showed up at the, at this particular moment, so we thought, why not? Help a, help a dude out. What if he was helping us? Well, uh, you asked and he shall answer because oh, no. now he comes crashing back down. Like a bolt of lightning, that land slams directly into the sundial. The sundial shatters. He lands on top of the lance, and he just kind of kicks himself off it and then stands next to it with his hands still on it. Um, <laughs> sorry, Alexander, but that does resolve the room. Uh, so I can't stop <laughs> All right. In the place where the sundial shattered, you see a crystal globe with a golden feather inside. Before we touch that, hey, friend, what's your goal? He's the champion. My goal? Yeah, yes, I know you're a champion, but what are you trying to win? Champ? <laughs> uh, okay, make a persuasion check with disadvantage. Well, I rolled a natural one on the first roll, so I don't think it can get much worse than a four. I don't know if I made myself clear that I'm the champion of Hephaestus. Yeah, what does that entail? Serving his aims. Yeah, what does he want? Can we help you? That is not up to you to know. Okay, fair. I'm sorry for asking. <sighs> Amateurs. He takes his helmet off, and as the giant visored helmet comes off, you see a man with, it's like half blonde hair, but then the other half of it, really, really thin strands of silver, almost as if the hair was made out of metal itself. And he also has this red cybernetic eye that is attached to this mechanical implement on half of his face. And now that you have a closer look at him, you actually get the sense that um, more of his limbs are mechanical than human. So you see like a mechanical arm in one place and you see a, a bionic leg on the opposite side. Are you riding? Does he say anything after he takes it off? Like, what, like what's, what's he doing? He just said amateurs and then just took the helmet off. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, sir. Are, are, are you going to be featured in the Snyder Cut? <laughs> I touched the globe. <laughs> yeah, so you touched the globe? Yeah, I guess I touched the globe if you're not going to talk to us. All right. <laughs> so you see these uh, winds pick up all around you. It's almost like you're in like the eye of a storm of like a tornado or something, and you see that silhouette of a winged man flying very speedily all around you, and then you hear a voice ring out in your ears. Wait a minute, I've seen that staff before. Don't tell me that's Rui Jingubong. Never thought I'd run into it down here. You know, a fellow I dare say who is almost as fast as me once used to run around with that thing. I wonder if it'll recognize one of my boons. Now roll a d20. Pleasure to see you again, Hermes. 16. Nice. Hell yeah. So you can choose between Hermes power, Hermes survivability, or Hermes utility boot. The dash, right? The bonus dash? We need, we need the, the bonus dash, dash baby. The bonus we need dash. the dash. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That was, what, survivability, survivability I think? Yes. Yeah, I think, I think we got to. Okay. It becomes easier for you to avoid attacks. You may dash as a bonus action. If you could already do this, you may double your dash distance this way. Ooh. And at the rare rarity, you may disengage as a bonus action as well. Ooh. And if you could already Ooh. do this, you gain plus five AC until the start of your next turn. That is when you do the bonus action disengage. So it's not also in addition to the dash. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. 
Thank you, Hermes. We shall put these to good use probably very soon. You see the man's cybernetic eye tracing the silhouetted Hermes around the eye of the storm, almost like inhumanly so. And then eventually the winds dissipate and shadow passes and you're kind of just back in that chamber again with the man. Someone charm him. <laughs> okay, I have I have friends, however... When the spell ends, the creature realizes I use magic to influence its mood and becomes hostile toward me, so I don't think that's a good idea. Anastasia? Any any spells to charm him? You really think I can't hear you? Okay, I'm gonna be real with you, bud. We just want to talk to you, but you don't seem very receptive, which is fine, but also, like, lots of... Could you um... ask more interesting questions? <laughs> Do you see me asking who you are? Do you see me caring? That's... ouch. Are you... A part of the trials? What trials? The escape attempts? Huh. No, I wasn't selected for any such special escape attempt by his Lord Zagreus. You were rejected? I didn't apply. So, uh, listen, it, it looks like, like our boy Festus has um a little bit of a beef with the gods. <laughs> Why would that be? Oh, I don't know. Just, uh, you know, tone of voice, I felt like. Would you say that's accurate? Slash, would you say you have beef with the gods? Because, hey, I'm gonna be real with you. We're, we're a little lukewarm right now. <laughs> that's interesting, because I just saw you accept a boon from Olympus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're also trying to stay alive out here, player. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, because he watched you accept that boon, any charisma check you're going to make with him is going to have disadvantage. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is not happening. Sorry, you, you really got, you really played yourselves there. Yeah, that's fine. Um, fair. All right, so like, where are you going from here? I'm getting out of here. Surface? Surface bound? Aren't we all? Yeah. Are you going through the gates? I think I have to for now. I like your weapon. Huh. Thanks. It'd be very interesting if we could work together. Hey, I I get it. We're not you're not vibing with us. That's fine. But I'm sure you'll take the extra meat shields, huh? Give give him the neck the nectar. <laughs> Please, I think this man is above bribes of of such a simple variety. I apologize for my for my friend here. Do you wish to have nectar? We do have nectar. <laughs> You don't wish to have nectar? <laughs> if you want nectar, I'll give it to you. I just don't... It doesn't seem like you would, you'd be down to have a drink with us. Hey, have you heard we have nectar? It's fucking nectar. Okay, uh, so, so are, you, are you sincerely offering him nectar? How many do we have? Two. Yeah. I'd, I'd give him a nectar. Okay, are, are you handing it over to him? I would. Yes, as a way to show we mean no harm in, in hopes of working together, perhaps even. Ha, huh, thanks. He swipes the nectar from you and he chugs it all in one go. And then he, ch he tosses the bottle and the bottle just crashes and shatters on some tile elsewhere. Oh my, every time. And Rolf picks up the glass and tucks it away in his bag. Hopefully we get to see you again. Oh, I forget. The gods believe it is some custom that you should give somebody a token when they give you nectar, right? I don't know, man. I'm not from here. You don't have to. I... Good, then I won't. Good. Okay. Just hoping to see you again and, uh, yes. Could be on your way. It's fine. You see a gate with a Daedalus hammer, and he eyes that gate, and it is clear he wants that. So he goes, uh, we might be headed the same way. Good idea. Oh, come welcome aboard. Yeah. Hey, I love me a good hammer. I don't think he cares that it's from Daedalus. 
I care a little bit. I'm, I, I, I respect craftsmanship wherever it's found. I think even Hephaestus respects him. Certainly. Um, well, y- you want to travel together, if not work together? We will travel together as allies by convenience. If you make it inconvenient, <laughs> that story might change. I, are you saying that this, this group could possibly make something inconvenient for another person? Annie's gonna gently put a finger on Arate's lips. Just gently, just like, shh, Arate. After you, sir, and, er, I'm sorry, after you. Um, and Rolf is gonna press the bubble in to open the gate. All right, the gate slides up and it opens and he wastes no time, he just goes right in. Okay. Rolf looks at Annie and, uh, and Arete and goes, I think this is going to be very good, but also, like, the fuck? Yeah, Annie's gonna just walk in. Rolf walks in. Alexander's rolling in. Somersault. Rete is gonna take one last longing glance around the room. Just taking it in. Remembering it. Okay. Um, thinking about the times that they happened. You hear, I will remember you. Annie's hand reaches out back to the portal and grabs Arate. <laughs> Seeing the disembodied hand of his friend emerge from the portal, Arete kind of screams and then hops into the portal. Ah! Okay. <laughs> On the other side, you uh, roll out. Olympiad. Roll out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, Alexander, you tumble out of the portal do, following whatever thing uh, you were doing. The champion of Hephaestus has put his helmet back on, uh, and he's kind of just looking. You can even tell, even through the, the, the black visor, which shows no affect whatsoever, you can feel intense judgment <laughs> uh, coming from it as you roll out, and everybody else joins as well. So it's kind of like... Remember in the stealth challenges, you have this like starting platform that you start on, and then there's that, that long stretch of hallway beneath you? So here, you're on that starting platform, and then there is a long stretch in front of you, but it is just an ocean of the sticks. So there is like no ground, no walls, nothing. It is just the boiling sticks out in front of you. Mm. On another platform, about 90 feet away, you see another gate, like an exit gate. Champion, could you jump us all across? <laughs> if you're not strong enough to get across, you're not even getting out of here. You're really not going to tell us your name? Can I just call you Champ? Is that okay? <sighs> Since you gave me the nectar, it's Pelops, but I don't understand why it matters. Wait a second. <gasps> oh. It does matter. Uh, Wait, it does matter. Uh, oh my. Rogue Runners, Volume 1, In the Blood, stars our players Nicholas Benetatos as Alexander the Great, Amanda Facosta as Anastasia Pentazis, Giancarlo Herrera as Rolf Yannick, and Michael Pisani as Arete Lascaris. Dungeon mastering and NPC voices are by me, Tozaman. Cover art by Chandler Candela. Audio editing by Tozaman. Sound design and editing by Giancarlo Herrera. Title music by Sage GC, with vocals by Jessica Dahlgren and Sage GC. Character theme music by Giorgio Volpe. Additional music by Epidemic Sound. Transcription 
by Eli Barasa. If you liked what you heard, we hope you'll consider helping us make future tabletop parodies of your favorite stories. You can support us at Patreon on patreon.com slash roguerunradio. Patrons get access to our community Discord channel, as well as our behind-the-scenes chat cast Out of the Blood, where we talk about everything on our minds after the episode. There are free ways to support the show, too. We hope you'll leave us a glowing review on your listening app of choice, as well as spread the good word about us on Twitter and Instagram, where you can follow us at Rogue Run Radio. We love hearing from you, so head us up there or email us at rr at whisperforge.org. We're very proud to be in the Whisperforge Collective and hope you'll check out our other shows. Get ready to run with us soon. New episodes drop every two weeks. Till next time, sinners, I'll see you in hell. Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This season on Civilized. Or not, it's improvised, so you don't know. Party, please, no! It has to be done for the good of the children. Captain, is it Beatrix or Beatrice? I'm so confused. I'll tell you who it is. It's your mother, I have summited the mountain, and I declare this land for my own. Marty, get down from the roof! Every time. I can't believe we made it into space, Beatrice! Yeah, it's been a long time coming, Al. Wait, which version are you? Um, which version are you? (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying we've been on Earth the whole time? Yeah, man, it's like just a simulation. Actually, we've been dead the whole time. Actually, this is lost. Actually, I'm lost. We only have five seconds to defuse this bomb. When when you started saying that or at the end of saying that? Sound of explosion. (laughs) (laughs) So join us on Civilized Season 5 for this stuff that might happen, but probably a lot of it won't. Regardless, we're back with your favorite characters, doing zany things in space, and we couldn't be more pumped. We'll see you soon, listeners. Civilized Season 5 begins May 31st, 2023. Tune in wherever you get your podcasts or visit civilizedpod.com. That got weird. Because <laughs> usually they're pretty normal. <laughs> yeah.